You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. I'm here with Nathan Henderson, who, again, I met through one of my MMA parody accounts because nobody gives a shit about a real Twitter account with a check mark. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, Aaron? Good to talk to you, brother. Man, uh, good talking to you. Can you just uh, briefly tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm Nathan Henderson. I'm a lawyer in uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma. I uh, am a huge MMA fan, have been since the early Art Davy days of the 1990s. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've always been an MMA fan. I've uh, really got into it heavy uh, a few years ago when I was a younger lawyer. Um, there was a kickboxing event in town. And I thought I'd buy a sponsorship to it because, hey, you know, it's a fight. I like fights. You right. Know? So um, uh, once I bought that sponsorship to it, the uh, guy who was putting on the kickboxing uh, matches is a, a Muay Thai and Lucha Libre aficionado by the name of Ty Pilgrim. He uh, owned an MMA gym here in town. A long story short, uh, me and him got to be good friends. And uh, I later became business partners with him and went on to uh, own, at least for a little while, own with him a uh, an MMA gym. And I still have a half interest in a Muay Thai promotion. Oh, how cool. So I uh, he introduced me to um, Sean Wheelock, who was uh, with Bellator at the time, uh, because he had formerly taught a Bellator champion or coached a Bellator champion back in the uh, tournament days of Bellator. So I got to meet everyone behind the cage and I got to meet the judges and I got to meet the referees. And that, that turned me on to, you know, being friends with guys like, uh, you know, big John McCarthy and I uh, met Kerry Hatley. And, wow. And, uh, and, uh, we had a podcast. We had Mario Yamasaki on the other night for an exclusive interview. Uh, Sean Willock introduced me to our Davey, who is the man who created the UFC. Now me and our Davey are good friends. And, so on and so forth, and I've been taught by John McCarthy. I've hung out with referee Rob Hines, and and we talk. and uh, And Sean Wheelock's now a good friend of mine, and so is Art Davy. And nice, yeah. So uh, and and so based upon all that, I was always always looking for um, uh, stuff to look at on on about MMA on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a really horrible sense of humor. It's a good sense of humor, man. Well, good we sense both of humor. Have it. Yeah. That led me to funny MMA way back in the day. So I had just a few thousand followers. Let's and, talk uh, about that. Hang on. I'm going to yeah, stop you for just a second. Ahead. So you have one of the most successful MMA comedy accounts I think I've ever seen, which mm-hmm. you said it's called MMA, funny MMA, sorry. Funny Almost MMA, yeah. up to 300,000 followers on Facebook. 146,000 on Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. how does that even happen? Because for me, I have found such a disparity between like my Facebook and my Twitter. Like I've rem- I'd seen you on oh, me you too. Know, Twitter like before. I'm like, well, you know, you got a nice impressive following, you know, a few thousand on Twitter and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I was like 2,200 or yeah. something like that. And that's respectable. But then something popped up on my feed and it was you guys. I'm like, is this the same people? And shit. Almost 300,000 followers. Now, me, I'm just now venturing into the whole Facebook page thing. You know, yeah. I, like my podcast maybe has 30 followers or whatnot. And I really just started a few months back. It's not easy to do. So somehow I get Twitter. Somehow I don't get Facebook. But how'd you do it, man? Well, uh, 
I think that we just caught lightning in a, in a jar. I think uh, back then, uh, about uh, four or five years ago, the Facebook algorithms work differently, and you got a better post reach. Ah. Uh, I got involved when uh, the guy who owns the page, I can't remember who started it. I knew the story, and I can't remember who did, but he took it over from somebody. His name is Furman Ramirez. He's the one who actually owns the page now. I think he lives in Los Angeles. And there's about, oh, five or six of us administrators several here in the United States. Uh, I think there's uh, one that lives in the UK. That's Admin Fro. Cool. And uh, and uh, I'm just me. I'm just Nathan. I'm just one of the admins, so it's not my page. No, but you did answer me, though. <laughs> yes, I did answer you. And I am, uh, even though Furman owns the Twitter account, I can tell you that as far as Twitter goes, yeah, about 99.9% of the content on, on the Twitter account is me. Cool. Uh, I have nothing to do with the Instagram I, I can only follow two social media accounts. I have nothing against Instagram. It's just that right. I, it's just one one too many for me to try to keep track of. So I have no clue what's going on with IG. Well, I will tell you this, man. Like, it's just different. Like, Twitter, you know, my jokes kind of resonate on Twitter. On Facebook, it doesn't go the same way. And then uh-huh. it's kind of swapped for you because, you know, your Facebook yeah. presentation, and it's just, it's just funnier. I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's not yeah. like the content isn't good in both places, but... It just resonates. I prefer better. Facebook. It, yeah. it, it, you can get, uh, it's easier to put videos on. It's easier to put pictures on. Yeah. Uh, you can put more information there. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the big deal about Twitter is. I'm an old guy. I'm 41 years old. So, shit, you're younger than me, pal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the days before the internet. And all, all to me, Twitter, to me, to me, old self is just a poor man's version of Facebook where you can do all the good stuff and that's harder to do on Twitter. Because you're limited to 140 characters, it used to be 140. Man, I liked it better that way. Now that now uh, it, it gives uh, not as witty people more room to talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, but like it's funny because we're close to the same age. I'll be 44 like next month. And, okay, uh, yeah. But same deal. Like we used to. This is this is how we're gonna date ourselves right here. Like mm-hmm. we would run to Blockbuster, me and a buddy of mine, and rent like UFC one, and be absolutely, like, and be yeah. like Hastings. For me, it was Hastings. For you, it was Blockbuster. But yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then it was like, man, you got to watch this little guy choke out this uh-huh. giant guy, and it was, you know, of course, it was Hoist Gracie. <laughs> and we were, you we were like, this is fucking crazy. How's he not getting hit? And you know, it, it was just. I just remember it being the craziest thing I'd ever seen, you know? Yeah. And, like, it was a huge deal to get someone to get a pay-per-view back then, or even somebody that had the capability to get a pay-per-view back then, because, like, well, you're from Oklahoma, I'm from, like, Missouri, you know? So we didn't, we weren't the most technologically advanced back then, you know? Yeah. People have no clue. Yeah, getting a pay-per-view was a whole different event back in 1990s. Now you just order it up on your TV and you just push a button. Back then you had to go to the cable store. You had to rent a box. You had to take it home. You had to set it up. Oh, yeah. You had to uh, call the cable company. They had to do something to your box. Sometimes (laughs) it didn't work. It was a, yeah, back in 1993, I think it was November 20, oh, I can't remember. Yeah. It's all right. But um, something 1993. It was the first UFC, and back then it was a big deal to watch a pay per view. wasn't uh, wasn't as easy like it is nowadays. November twelfth, November twelfth, nineteen ninety three was the first UFC. Wow, that's crazy. My son's walking up here right now. He we uh, I'm in the process of restoring his iPhone, so that's been an ordeal. Oh yeah, I I, I totally get it. <laughs> 
Is Dude, that... I didn't even have my first cell phone until I went to law school. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so when I the was. First iPhones came out. Yeah. Gosh, I want to say I was like 24 because uh, at the time I was expecting a daughter and we needed a way to get a hold of me. So you can put yeah. on headphones if you want, bud. No, he says no. He doesn't care. He thinks I'm talking into air. So, see, so uh, anyone who's interested in those early days of the UFC, yeah. I highly recommend a book uh, written by Art Davey and Sean Wheelock. It's called Is This Legal? Is This Legal? It's the, uh-huh. Yeah, it's the inside story of the first UFC from the man who created it. It's got a foreword by uh, Big John McCarthy. Okay. Uh, my old business partner, Ty Pilgrim, uh, wrote uh, one of the a blurb for it that's in the inside of the book. And uh, I highly recommend it. Awesome. I'm, I actually put that in my notes so I can remember to check that out. Yeah, I, I will check that if out. If you're an MMA fan, and especially if you're old school, it's a must-read book. You you must read this. Like Art Davey, he's the one who created it. Like Big John McCarthy, how did he get his nickname? Well, Art Davey gave him the nickname Big John. <laughs> Tank Abbott, how did Tank Abbott get his nickname? Art Davey gave him his nickname, you know. Oleg awesome. Shikhtarov, yes, I signed him after he was sleeping on the sidewalk outside of my office. I mean – the story <laughs> yeah. of the UFC. Yeah, Hoist Gracie, yeah, I remember him. He used to babysit the kids, you know, that, <laughs> that inside. Well, yeah, because yeah. I've heard that story before, too. Like, you yeah. know, he wasn't like the big guy in the totem pole, you know. He was uh, yeah. pretty much the water boy of the Gracie gym. And yeah. they're like, well, no, we want to put him in there because he will truly represent what you know jujitsu training is versus a polished guy that's been doing it for years and years and years and years am i am i getting that right yeah that's crazy so now um hang on my what now yeah okay he's talking to me about his phone still sorry man (laughs) but uh so like what advice would you give somebody well first of all how much work are you putting into this um into the facebook page like how much time does it take way too much because yeah. uh i can come up with a, a meme oh gosh I'm trying to think how to put this the creative process for me is really funny sometimes if it's a big mma news day and say i don't know john jones does something like uh oh something that would never happen in a million years like get high on cocaine and hit a pregnant lady on, who's on her oh way to church and, and run from the police nothing like that would ever happen in real no. life but if it would inspiration comes really easy <laughs> you know uh ronda rousey getting knocked out you know inspiration for memes you, you have about 30 of them and yeah. you have to pick which one you're going to pick up on uh, put up on the page uh uh other times uh if i run into like a writer's block or something like that i'll just cruise around the news and just see what's going on in mma news and uh i'll catch inspiration from that um on the funny MMA page, a lot of what I do is I read the comments. I love reading people's comments. Yeah. Don't think that I don't ignore them. I do because a lot of times someone will give me a good idea based upon a wise ass, sarcastic, snarky comment. And that'll give me an idea for a meme. Uh, my daughter's given me an idea for a meme. Uh, friends have, uh, uh, you just never know when inspiration strikes on fight nights. <clears throat> what I will do is I'll make sure that my phone's got a good charge, right? And uh, other uh, guys that uh, I, I hang out with or I podcast with, they know to not text me too much that night because <laughs> I'm busy on my phone all night because I'm watching the fights. I'm also following usually Twitter, and I'm looking for the magic moments. Like, 
uh, a wardrobe malfunction or just in case you shit her pants. <laughs> yeah, I remember cage. that. Uh, or you, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Somebody getting knocked out. Uh, you, you just never know what craziness is going to happen on any given night. Yeah. And you're there and you're talking about it and you're up and you're ready to go. And you get it out on the page, you get it on the page quick, I mean, within seconds. And uh, I think uh, our readers at uh, Funny MMA, they really respond to that, how we're really on top of it. Well, yeah, man. I, you know, I, I needed a vehicle to send somebody a meme because, uh, you know, the Yoel Romero, Luke Rockhold fight, you know, after the uncomfortable, whatever that was, after the fight where yeah. you know, Yoel was basically man molesting him or whatever. Yeah, kissing him, yeah. Uh, Ethan. That, that's... That's a Kodak moment, you know. I can get a lot of use out of that. And sometimes that'll happen. You can ask my wife. Uh, yeah. I'll see something on TV, and I'll pause it. So, oh, wait, I'm going to record that, or I'm going to take a picture of that. Yeah. Because I can get some use out of that. Uh, like, uh, oh, several months ago, I think it was last year sometime, Yoel Romero was fighting somebody. I can't remember who. And Michael Bisbing was up in the announcement. Yeah, yeah. And he was flipping him off. Yep. Yeah. I mm-hmm. looked for a picture of that, and I rewound it. I took some good pictures of that because I knew – I'm going to get some use out of that. And I did. It was Jackery, wasn't it? Was it Jackery? So yeah. yeah, he was like, Bisbean, I love you, man. Yeah. That one. He was flipping him off and then making yeah. the juice sign toward his uh, hip. Yeah, I said, oh, I'll get some use out of that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I wanted to. Uh, Chase Sherman did a thing where he put the picture up of uh, Yoel and Rockhold or whatever on the Twitter. And I said the Twitter yeah. shit. But, and, uh, I, and he's like, and he just said, caption this. And so, you know, uh-huh. it, 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 you know, it was Yoel in his ear. And I just said, do you want to know what three extra pounds feels like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, in he missed weight by three pounds. It's not what you think. Yeah, exactly. But it is. And, uh, and also, what's funny is in the MMA universe, I've noticed that uh, some of these, you have to be a real MMA insider to get some of these jokes. Uh, you do. For instance, you would have had to have been there that night when uh, – Derek Lewis knocked out Travis Brown and said, we're, we're on to Razzy. Oh my gosh. Well, from then on, that's so funny. So that's, that's easy to play with. Right. Yeah. But after that, all you have, all we have to do on the page is show a picture of any attractive woman. And all you have to do is put a picture of Derek Lewis smiling without any comment. without (laughs) And everyone gets the joke, you know, everyone gets the joke, you know, the insiders are great. I I yeah. was messaging back and forth with Ariel Hawani, not because mm-hmm. we're best friends or anything, because he likes the uh, the Ally Aquinta account, and uh, it, yeah. and I was like, man, I'm a fan, you know, basically because I just love the inside stuff. And he just kind of sends me a message back, and he goes, yeah, we all do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what is, but uh, he he's he's really a fan of Ally Aquinta, obviously because mm-hmm. um. Cause he likes the fake account for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it was just kind of neat. You know, I, it's just neat for me. Because- it is neat. I don't know if Ariel's aware of us or not. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've had some fighters, uh, interact with us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. In fact, uh, I've got a podcast of my, of uh, my own. I run with a good friend of mine, uh, who, uh, just met me on the page. His name is Ben Field, and we run a podcast, so we've only had one episode so far. What, what is the name a, of that? I'd like to include that in the notes, too. Yeah, it's called Uncivilized MMA. Oh, right. Okay. Um, um, I was thinking about doing a podcast for the longest time because back when my good friend Sean Wheelock had a podcast, he had one with Big John McCarthy. Right. And then Big John couldn't do his anymore, so he had one with Ben Askren and Joe Warren. 
Oh, the funky and, uh, uh, T-Roll I and Funky? ran the, the, the Twitter account for his podcast account. Oh, okay. And uh, the Facebook page. <clears throat> or I helped run it. And, um, and uh, so I was really involved with that. And so when Sean stopped doing a podcast, I've been kind of thinking about doing one by myself. Sean's like, you know, gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go down that road anymore, but you go ahead, Nathan. I'll support you in any way. Right. And so some kid called me up, and he was just a fan of the page, and uh, said, "Hey, man, you want to start a podcast?" I thought, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah. And uh, he was really industrious, so we got to work it, and he managed to secure Mario Yamasaki as our first guest. And uh, I'm working on a uh, Tanya Avenger. I think she's just had surgery right now, so I'm letting her chill for a few days. Awesome. But I think Tanya Avenger is going to be our second guest. Well, she's and, hysterical. Uh, I have uh, guys from. Uh, the MMA community that'll, uh, you know, contact me on the phone or send me messages, gals too. And, uh, it's kind of cool. I'll be sitting in my house in Muskogee and petting my dogs and having a, a glass of beer or something like that. Yeah. I'll see, you know, watching the pay-per-view on TV and I'll see like a referee I know and I'm like, Hey, good luck tonight. And, nice. And, uh, you'll get a message back from the arena floor. Hey man, thanks. And, you know, that's kind of cool, you know? So who's the, uh, let's give the kid a shout out. Who's the, who's the kid? His name is Ben Field, and he oh, you did up say that. in uh, upstate New York. Okay, cool, cool. And cool. Uh, he contacted me on on uh, on a messenger and said, "I'm a, funny, a fan of your work on Funny MMA." And man, have you ever thought about a podcast? And I said, "You know what? I have. You set it up, and I'll get one going." And uh, he has. Fan, so these kids are crazy. These kids really know what they're doing. You know? Yeah, and he's just and he's just a fan. You know, and I love it. That's and awesome. our podcast is for fans by fans. You know, I didn't want to associate with a famous person. Yeah, for fans by fans. So that's awesome. Well, have you noticed like these insiders, like you know, these insider fans, like fans of your page, fans of your Twitter, like are they not the most loyal followers ever? Oh yeah, they're great. And I've gotten some good friendships on there. Um, there's this one girl. Gosh, she's a heavy story. She's a doctor. I don't want to name who she is. Okay, I'll tell you why. She's a doctor in Venezuela. No shit. She lives in Maracibo, Venezuela, and she's a doctor. And she's a MMA fan. She's in her 20s, and she's an MMA fan, and she absolutely loves MMA, and she loves her page, and she loves her memes. Wow. And so she gets a private message me, and we've gotten a long conversation going just privately between me and her. And, uh, you know, she she tells me these stories and, and, and shows me pictures of what's going on in Venezuela under the government there. And it's just like, wow, that's crazy. And during fight nights, you'll roam the city looking, looking for a, a, a Wi-Fi connection that works so that she can try to watch a UFC somehow because in Venezuela, you can't just order it, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, just crazy stories like that. See, uh, this is my twisted sense of humor because automatically yeah. when you say you're messaging a girl from Venezuela, I'm thinking green card and marriage. We don't get UFC married. here. Yeah, and my buddy MMA <laughs> fans know that I'm happily married. I'm a 41-year-old. I'm married to a 71-year-old, 71-year-old woman. Nice. Which really made me happy when Jeremy Stevens uh, took that picture with Connor's mom. That was I'm hilarious. like, man, that's right up my alley, bro. You rule. That was hilarious. Who the fuck is and, that? Uh, uh, yeah, all my funny MMA fans were like, uh, hey, man, you married your high school buddy's mama? What? I said, yes. Tell me the story. So I did. And you know, it was something out of Mrs. Robinson. So, <laughs> yeah, a true story. I, I married a, well, I married my high school buddy's mom. That's awesome. Yeah. True story. You never and know happy. what you're going to hear on these deals. Her, I bet you're happy. Anniversary, uh, yesterday. What was your anniversary? Which anniversary was it? 
sixth anniversary yesterday. Sixth anniversary. Well, congratulations, the best man. years of my life. That's <laughs> awesome, man. I love hearing yeah. stories like that. I mean, you know, why not swap roles? You hear about that stuff all the time. Why is it any different for, you know, a, a guy oh, to marry yeah, someone? She's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she goes to the MMA seminars with me. Like, uh, oh, I think no it was kidding. last April, we went to a, uh, a uh, MMA uh, judging and refing seminar put on by the Kansas State Athletic Commission, taught by Sean Wheelock, Rob Hines, and Big John McCarthy. And it was nice to see those guys again. Well, she hadn't met them before, so she gets to meet these guys for the first time because uh, she never went along with me on my trips to the Bellators and all that. Wow. And uh, and, uh, and so she goes up to Big John and says, hey, yeah, and you know, Nathan says, you got a big belly. Like, oh, God damn it. You know, Nancy, you know, I'm going to kick my ass or something, you know? Right. You know, she's charming. You know, we go out to dinner with our baby and she's charming his, uh, his fedora right off his head. And, and, uh, you know, she's, she's a real cool cat, you know, watches the fights with me. 71 year old lady. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. I'm, that's, that's yeah. so cool. All right, Nathan, are you ready to pick some fights? Yes, I am. Heck Drunkenly yeah. so, but we'll do it. This is for UFC 222, which takes place on March 3rd at the T-Mobile Arena in, of course, I guess it would be the Las Vegas metropolitan area. So. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a good card. I mean, I like the Fox card better almost, but this is going to be a good card. There's some fights I am excited about, and we are going to talk about them right now. Mike Pyle. Absolutely. Mike Pyle versus Zach Otto. My name is Otto. I don't have a, I don't have a good feel for that one. You're going to have to help me through that. I'm going to tee you up, man, because this is the Fight Pass main event. I would not normally cover that, but this is Pyle. Uh, I watch all the Fight Passes, but I just don't have a good feel of who's going to win this one now. Yeah, this is Pyle's retirement fight. You know, he'd been asked before yeah. about retirement, but he always said he had to mull it over. Get it? Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, Pyle is coming off of two knockout losses. He probably needs to retire, whereas. Otto is also coming off a knockout loss, and he really hasn't faced the same level of competition. So, yeah. you know, that being said, who? what do you think about this one? I think we're probably going to agree, but... If Mike Powell's already checked up, uh, checked out mentally... Yeah? Man, I don't know. It's a tough road to hoe, what you, but yeah, I, I could be wrong. I just don't have a good feel for this one. I wouldn't bet any money on it. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, you got a guy that's retiring, retiring. Um, but he has fought some pretty good competition in the past. Otto, not so much. Oh man, you know my heart's yeah. going to say the retiring guy is going to get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Mike Pyle. What are you thinking? Are they feeding him one last time before I he checks think, out? I would hope so. I think they're feeding him one more one more time before he checks out. One more time. Okay, we'll go with Mike Pyle there, but don't put any money on that. Don't put any money on that, please. That's a disclaimer I actually have in the podcast. Yeah. Man, this one is uh next next one coming up is a redo. This is on a prelim card at Flyweight, John Dotson versus Pedro Munoz. This match was rescheduled because Pedro did not make weight for their previous scheduled encounter. That was UFC Baleem, February third, earlier this month. Or earlier in yeah. February, I guess. Man, I don't know. John Dotson. I don't know about that one either. Yeah, John Dotson. You know, since moving back to uh, 135 pounds, he's alternated wins and losses, and he's lost twice at 125 to the now champ Demetrius Johnson. So I don't think there's anywhere else for him to go. Munoz no. is on a, on a four fight win streak with his last victory being a guillotine choke over Rob Font. Now Rob Font's a very tough guy, so this is t- this is going to be harder for me to pick. Uh, it seems like it's sink or swim time for Dotson, but. It seems it seems like Munoz is a tough customer. So what are you thinking? 
you know, in these close bouts like that, I've been wrong so often. I am uh, in close fights like this. I am definitely not an MMA uh, handicapper in any way, shape, or form. So don't don't go to uh, admin Nathan a funny MMA for your fight picks. Uh, not for fights like this. I'll, I'll let you know who's going to win one, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you here. No. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the pick here. I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with Munoz, man. I love John Dotson, but he just does that point fighting stuff where he kind of hits you, runs away, hits you, runs away. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now, uh, one more on the preliminary card. You know, I don't normally go through the prelims like this, but there are some really interesting fights. And this one especially, Mackenzie Dern versus Ashley Yoder. I mean, everyone's been waiting for Mackenzie Dern to come over to the UFC. Yeah. Well, I sure do love women's MMA, and I sure do uh, follow every single solitary card that Invicta ever puts out. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking it might be Mackenzie Dern's time. I think she's going to make a run. Yeah. I. You know, here's the thing. Th- this fight is very interesting to me because this is Dern's first fight in the UFC. You mm-hmm. know, it's being contested at straw weight where she's struggled to make weight at least twice. And yeah. once as recently as a year ago. And then you got the UFC jitter thing, you know, but I think Mackenzie, Mackenzie Dern's a pretty high level athlete anyway with jujitsu and, you know, Ashley Yoder, you know, their level of mixed martial arts competition, just a little bit different. Ashley has actually fought two fights in the UFC, but she's already lost. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, I got to go with Dern. I think if Dern gets her hands on her, it's over. I don't yeah. think I don't think there, I don't know if there's anyone at her weight, and if she makes weight, that can compete with her ground game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to follow uh, McKenzie's career, see if she can translate uh, UFC success into her prior success. And see if she can make the weight. If she can make the weight, but you know uh, the opportunity's there. She's made it before. She has. She's got all the tools. You know the UFC Performance Center and whatnot. They'll. She's got everything she needs. The rest is up to her. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, next up, Kat Zingano versus Caitlin Vieira. Man. Ooh. Yeah, this is really interesting. Kat, isn't Kat coming off a two-fight losing streak? So she has lost two straight, is coming back after a lengthy layoff, but she lost to Ronda Rousey and, uh, oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking out. Uh, um, what did... Um... Wasn't Holly, was it? It was not Holly. It was uh, she's Julianne Pena. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and that was a decision, you know. Obviously, Ronda arm barter in like two seconds, but uh, you know, she's now now Caitlin on the other hand is undefeated in MMA. Julianne Pena, yeah, UFC two hundred. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so Caitlin is undefeated in MMA and has three UFC wins, including one over Sarah McMahon. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, but back in the day, you know, old homegirl here. She, yeah. She took out old cat. You know, yeah, she lost to Ronda in six seconds or whatever that was. But, yeah. you know, she's got wins over Amanda Nunes. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got wins over Misha, you know. She did. Uh, and I remember that in Nunez fight, too. Like, she just out-cardioed her and just out just outfought her. You know what I mean? You know, she beat a prime Barb Honchak, uh, um, man. Oh, did she know? really? Yeah, way back in the day, 2010. Wow. The Barb's at 125 now, right? back January 30th, 2010, and that would have been a prime Barb Honchak. So, um, you know, she's, I don't know. 
I, I, I given this a lot of thought. I actually tried to handicap this one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm going to put know. it all out there. I'm going to go with Caitlin. I, I, I love Kat. You know, I think she's good, but I mean, she's had such long layoffs and battle through yeah. injuries and, and uh, Caitlin's undefeated and she's young and she's hungry. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm going to go with Caitlin too. All right. All right. Next up, man, I don't even know why they're making this fight and we'll talk about that, but Stefan Struve versus Andre Arlovsky. Struve is coming off a loss to Alexander Volkov last September, but he was on a two week mm-hmm. or two week, a two fight win streak before that. Now Struve, He's the only MMA fighter that has to bend his knees when he goes scuba diving. He's facing Andre Arlovsky, who is at one time the most feared heavyweight in the UFC. And then he shaved his back and started losing fights. Now, yeah, feared guy in the UFC like 10 years ago. Man, he's an old man. He's 39 he's, years old. He is, he's man. Since like UFC 60-something, you know. Well, you know his old. Gosh. You know the, how the old saying goes: "If at first you don't succeed, shave your back and try again." Yeah, shave your back and try again. That's right. You know, man. I like Andre Arlovski. It really does. I, I do you know, too. He needs to. He needs to hang it up. And and, and that's no slam on him. It's just that. No, I mean, what damn, he's done everything he needs know? to do in this sport. He's got nothing else to prove except for he yeah. just loves to fight. He's coming off a decision win last November, but before that, he lost five in a row. Five in a row. Yeah. Five in a row. I mean, I don't think this is a tomato can that he beat, you know. Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, I got Stefan. I I do too. Andre needs to hang it up. I I, do too. I don't want to see him go down like this, but that's that's Andre's style. So, all right. The co-main event. I am not decided yet. I will be decided by the time I end uh, the build-up to this. But Frankie Egger, T City, Brian Ortega. Ah, uh, Frankie is a killer at 145 pounds and may be anyone at featherweight not named Jose Aldo. But Ortego might be a different animal, man. He beats everyone he faces, either by submission or KO a lot of the time. Ay, 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 ay. What do you, I'm going to make you go first. Well, you know, I gave this one a lot of thought, too. And back when Frankie Edgar fought uh yeah rodriguez i was really wishy-washy because at the time i thought yeah oh, damn frankie edgar's obviously a talented fighter but at the time right yeah rodriguez was young he was hungry he was up he was coming he, he practically was, murdered bj penn yeah he practically murdered bj penn and then he got into a kung fu match with alex casares and man he was just murking people when he fought yep. frankie edgar i thought man I actually gave it like a 51-49 that Euro Rodriguez is going to pull it off. And then Frankie Edgar destroyed him. I picked Rodriguez. I actually picked him slightly, like yeah. 51-49. And then Anchor, Edgar destroyed him. Oh, so God. Surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, there are levels to this game, right? <laughs> so, as much as, man, T-City kind of reminds me of Euro Rodriguez. He's up, he's coming, he's hungry, he's mean, he's, he's killing people. He's got a head on his shoulders, but man, last time I betted against Frankie Edgar. Mm-hmm. So I've got that in the back of my mind. And Aaron, man, I just don't know. Like I said, last time I betted against Frankie, I was deadly wrong against Jeff Rodriguez. And- yeah. I mean, you got to consider too, Ortega, Ortega technically took this on short notice. So I don't know that he had a full camp, but I don't know if he needs one. I mean, that was crazy yeah. what he did against Cub. Yeah, he readjusted. I City could submit him in the first round yeah. or, or, or vice versa. I don't know. His jujitsu is just disgusting good. Like when he readjusted that choke on Cub Swanson, holy shit. Yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. I just, 
boy, I'm really looking forward to it, though. I, I am too. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm, gonna, I, I'm going with T City for the upset. Okay, I'll uh, I'll go with Frankie then, only because you went with T City, and if you wouldn't went with Frankie, I would have went with T City. So. <laughs> okay, I'll go with Frankie. Well, then. you know, disparity on these picks are good. You know, so hey, what's I, we, the we, odds on? What's the Vegas odds? I haven't. Even oh gosh, I don't know. Let me see if I can get it. Yeah. Let's see if I can find the odds real quick. This is real time, people. I am not pushing pause. The odds. Oh yeah. gosh, I have no idea. I can't find them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit pause, and I'm going to look real quick. How about that? Okay. Back in real time here, Frankie Edgar at minus 158, Ortega at one, uh, plus 155. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at another site here, too, uh, getmoresports.com. They got Frankie at uh, minus 185, which means he's a slight favorite. All right. I imagine this is going to be a pretty tight one. I don't know. You know, Frankie's super confident in his jiu-jitsu. Maybe he is, you know, Henzo Gracie jiu-jitsu. Interesting that we were talking about Stefan Struve and Andre earlier. They have Stefan Struve at minus 225 on the side I'm looking at. That's probably right. Which means he's a, he's favored over Andre. We were also talking about Kat and Kaylin, uh, how we just didn't know. Yeah. Uh, they have both of these at minus 115 and minus 105, which means they don't know either. Really? Odds terms. That's like identical, so they don't know either. I'm still going with the young buck on that one, but you know the odds aren't good to bet on them, so we won't we won't even talk about cyborg. <laughs> well, so okay, cyborg <laughs> versus Yana. Uh, let's see if I get this right. Kunitskia. Sound right? Yeah. Oh gosh, I butchered almost. But okay, let's let's talk about this. Cyborg hasn't lost a fight <laughs> since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh lord go ahead Eric. i'm going the upset no i'm just kidding no you're going with the upset no okay. god no oh wait, listen cyborg scary <laughs> she's fast she's strong oh, whereas yanya i i mean i think she might be a walmart greeter i'm not really sure i feel like she's fighting for a twitter check mark and she's, let's face it she's okay you know she fought tanya evans she did but she's a man weight man she's 135 sort pounder of, sort of won against her the first time after the ref called it uh oh what's his name mike england uh called her stepping on her face and yeah Victor, and then tanya lost her belt and she got that overturned and then tanya fought uh uh, Yana again and the beat her ass. She did so beat her now ass. Yana is going off that loss and is training with Holly Holm, who just got beat the shit out of by Chris. And yeah, is now thinking she's going to move up in weight and fight Chris uh, Cyborg. Uh, the odds makers have Chris at negative sixteen fifty. Now negative six fifty means she's a heavy favorite. Negative sixteen fifty means uh, you would have to bet. In order to win a hundred bucks on Chris Cyborg, yeah. you would have to bet one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. Sweet Jesus! So, yeah, so yeah, bet yeah. ten dollars on the upset, and you may have a house. Cyborg also happens to be my very favorite fighter, male or female, in wow. any organization in any weight class. Cyborg is my favorite fighter. All my funny MMA fans know that. If Chris Cyborg loses to Yannick Kunitskaya, <laughs> I will dip my balls in McDonald's sweet and sour sauce and feed them to my poodle well, I and think, put a picture on Funny MMA. I think right now they have the Szechuan sauce back for uh, yes, limited time. I, I, you know, I have some inside scoop on that. So Okay. I will dip my balls in Szechuan sauce then and feed them to my poodle if Cyborg loses right. against Yana. You heard Skaya. it here. Uh, please don't post a video of that. But, yes. uh, man, I, I, I think we've picked some fights. 
yes. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you'd like to say on your way out? Anything you would like the fans to uh, to see, to know? Well, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak to all my fans, and I encourage everyone to check out Dana Unleashed. That's how I found uh, Aaron here. Oh, thanks, man. And uh, everyone, uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, Funny MMA. And uh, also make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram uh, and Facebook all for me and Ben Fields' uh, Uncivilized MMA. And make sure you also show the founder, Art Davy, the old man. You got to show the man who created awesome love. Go ahead and check out his book, Is This Legal? with Art Davy and Sean Wheelock. Well, sweet, man. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, we got to do this again soon. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. You can call me anytime. All right, man. Take care. All right. Thank you. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan. 30 days for free using promo code ASW.